thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you surfing Twitter or TikTok? Twitter with a Luigi Bowser edit. A Luigi Bowser edit. Yeah, the spicy meatball. Actually, I believe it was toxic. Yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't realize it was gonna take me that long to see my dinner. I overestimated my So what did I miss? That's what she said. I hope you're ready because once this train is moving, you can't stop it unless you hit pause or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. That's F-O-O-L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell. Mussolini or something? Fool's Court Press. Jamarcus Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard-hitting, well-researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so... Uh, and somebody else I can't remember is from Four Strangers with no chemistry. I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's this big shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. Well, you know how, like, the Florida Panthers are, like, in Sunrise, Florida? It's, like, not, like, a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist, Baldy. All of Florida's just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Whose consistent fire takes. No, like, Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. Will scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Sarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we gotta like a bear and we're gonna like her. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. What does it mean? Jesus fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything will be fine. All right, welcome back to the Full Court. Uh, sorry, Full Court Press podcast, the only podcast made by fools for fools. Uh, my name is Lufa. I'm joined today by Baldy, Sandy, and not Duke. Everybody, say hi. It's got to be hi. a record for the quickest you've stumbled. No, this is not even like the. This is not even top ten worst stumbles I've done in the intro. It's the second word. <laughs> just re- redone it. Hello, everybody. Nailed it. Thank you. Um, and uh, Duke has uh, said hi posthumously. He's not dead. You don't know that he's not he dead. Um, <laughs> it's true. He could be. <laughs> Schrodinger's Duke right now. <laughs> Just Can we go one minute without like taking intro to f- uh, physics? Just one episode. No more talking about things that are in motion. No more talking about Newton's laws, uh, thermodynamics. The, the theory of load management. <laughs> that one will be forever immortalized after four more load management references I'm going to punch one of you in the chest <laughs> <laughs> just don't call me a bitch At least no one use that word time. here okay don't you do it yeah. first four <laughs> times is okay five if you say if you say 
if you say bitch to me multiple times, I'm liable to cock, uh, cock you right in the chest. But not in the face, because I don't want to do any damage. You hit someone in the chest hard enough. Rudy's very respectful. Uh, Rudy's very respectful about his his punching of teammates. By the way, I mean he had the uh, he he had the wherewithal to say, you know what? Everyone knows in this in a fight between friends, not the face. That's the money maker. If you hit someone in the chest hard enough, you'll stop their heart. I don't think that like I mean like you can stop someone's heart by hitting them uh, like with them getting hit hard enough in the chest in between beats, but that's like with like a puck. Or like, or a truck. American tackle <laughs> like, football. Just the one time. Um, may that person uh, sleep in their bed. We have night. a Bills fan well at call. night because. <laughs> I mean, he's still alive. He's good. <laughs> Is he gonna play? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's like being teased more than like movie trailers. Like, oh, he might play. Find out next at eleven. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to believe that in the middle of like April in Bo- Buffalo, that is actually what they're breaking their <laughs> breaking into news with. It's peak off off season talk right now. <laughs> the Buffalo local news is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another school shooting and stuff. That's cool. That's What's cool. But. <laughs> Is this guy going to play in five months? Who knows? <laughs> we got our experts on the line. <laughs> oh, hold your breath waiting on an answer. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so we have, uh, we have a short little uh, topics to Jante today, and then uh, today we're mostly going to do our uh, end-of-season super- superlatives because the regular season ended on Sunday to no with no uh, significant news or changes made. Um, at all, so uh, this can be short topics to Jante. So, uh, uh, Sandy, you can choose between Portland's season-ending interviews, Atlanta giving the green light to trade Trey, Kyrie skipped his exit interview with Dallas, Dallas is a mess, Coaches are uh, the coaches that are out, Silas and Casey, the Rudy Gobert and the Drama Llamas, and that's oh. it. Oh, you know... I'm well established on here as a Suns fan. There's nothing I love more in the NBA right now than watching the train wreck that has become the Dallas Mavericks. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys, uh, you guys really dodged a bullet this season when they traded for Kyrie, uh, huh? It's, it's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Um, the trade for Kyrie, the trade from Kyrie for Kyrie took uh, took Dallas out of fifth place, which would have technically made them the matchup to the Suns. And also instigated the trade of Dur- yes. Kevin Durant. Yes, it did. They went from the five seed <laughs> to out of the playoffs, not even the play-in. Play-in. And the Nets. <laughs> the Nets are sitting pretty in the six. Yeah, I mean, they they have almost identically the same record. Um, in fairness, too, to the Nets as well. Like, I mean, uh, most of their uh, losses happened prior to the trade for uh, the trade of Kyrie because they didn't have Durant for like uh for about like f- uh, 15 games before that uh, right. before that trade happened right so so you know uh, the Nets uh, they did well they staved off uh they staved off the heat now I, I don't think they're going to have much luck against the Philadelphia 76ers this time around but um you know they they're definitely uh, it was definitely an important playoff push for them and I'm uh, you know I'm happy that they made it that's for sure that said Dallas decided with the play on uh, the play in just in reach to pull the plug on Slovenia. Why night. would you 
Have your star player <laughs> play the first quarter and then sit. Well, they had the star player they had the star player pay the, play the first quarter because they sold the tickets to all these Slovenians that traveled from Slovenia to Dallas, um, which apparently is not a cheap ticket. I don't know. Uh, I don't, what, what is the capital of Slovenia? Is it Ljubljana? Uh, I believe is it, is it, it is Slovenia City. That, is, that actually is the... <laughs> <laughs> It is actually yeah. <laughs> a Yeah, it. there we go. There yeah. we go. I nailed it. Yep. Uh, my weird geography uh, knowledge has come to uh, come to pass now that everyone knows that I'm a, ge- a geography nerd. Um. So, uh, so the, yeah, like uh, so they flew from uh, Slovenia to uh, to Dallas, and I imagine that ticket probably doesn't cost. Uh, uh, is probably not very cheap. Uh, those flights are probably you could probably got multiple connectors. I would imagine um, because I can't imagine the demand from uh, uh, from Slovenia to Dallas has uh, created any kind of direct flights uh, historically. Well, so the um, the average flight I'm looking up is around like eighteen hours for just over a thousand dollars. Eighteen hours, a thousand dollars, and that's a thousand dollars US, which in the euro I think would be about you know like. A, you know, probably 12, uh, 12 or 1300, uh, 1300 euro. So, yeah, and that's just for the round trip on the flight. That's not including the hotel. That's not including the tickets. That's not including what you have to pay when you're at the game. Yeah. You know, so it was nice. It was nice of them to let uh, let uh, Luka Doncic uh, play uh, the first quarter. It was also nice beforehand um, that Jason Kidd admitted, we're tanking. It's an organizational decision. It was a decision made by Cuban. It wasn't made by me, but I also you agree know, with it. When it comes to these fans traveling in, I will say this. Just be happy that Luca was a Maverick and the city that you were in was Dallas. You might have ended up in Illinois. You might have ended up in Charlotte. You might have ended up in... Are you hitting on Chicago? All these U.S. cities just catching strays right now. <laughs> like, like, A, Charlotte's actually not that bad of a city. Chicago is like ten times you, better than Dallas. It's not like they're flying into Houston. In, so, so <laughs> like, They're going so, to Dallas. I, Dallas is just basically a I, commerce center. There's nothing actually there. Indiana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Different states. I mean Indiana. <laughs> but they yeah, both start yeah, yeah. with I, so that's, that makes sense. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> If, if he was a Hoosier... They, they could have sent you to Juneau, Alaska. If Luke you never was know. a Hoosier, I'd be like, Hoosier wants to go there. <laughs> Not I. No, that's... Yeah, okay. And then uh, after uh, after that, uh, Luca did come out after there was reports saying that there's uh, fears in the Dallas uh, organization that if they don't turn their season or, like their franchise around next season, uh, which would be two years left on uh, in Luca's contract, he'll be asking out for a trade. Luca did say that he loves the uh, loves the franchise, but he does expect there to be a different. Uh, it does expect them to put together a competitive product going to next season, um, and that includes re-signing. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving previously, after being traded to Dallas, had mentioned that he didn't want to talk uh, extension talks until the offseason. Yesterday being the first day of his offseason, he had the opportunity to talk to the organization, and Sandy, do you know what he decided Uh, to do? He skipped his exit interviews. He decided to take a flight back to New Jersey, because anything's better than Dallas. They hate us there. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's his hometown. They like, hate him there now. That's, that's where he's from. So, <laughs> Why would you hate him? He basically, 
He, yeah, I mean, like, why wouldn't? Well, first off, they're Brooklyn. They're <laughs> Second, uh, secondly, now. he like their team is like infinitely better now than they were at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Wait, wasn't wasn't Kyrie born in he Australia was. or some shit? Yeah, yeah, but okay. he grew up in uh, he grew up in uh, New Jersey. It's like Kobe being born in Claimed like multiple hometowns, growing up in Philadelphia, Italy, wasn't he? Is it Italy? Is yeah. France? Jeez, who doesn't know that? I'm pretty sure I'm it's Italy. The same, aren't they? Italy and France? No, they're not the same. They're two yes. different countries. All of Europe is the same. I just don't Racist. respect. Uh... Oh, all European countries look alike. <laughs> Italy looks like a penis. All right, I'm... it's like it's like a backwards Florida. <laughs> all right. Okay. France. <laughs> France is like a, a poorly prepared pizza. We got a good segment out of this. We can, uh, let's, you let's. know, <laughs> what European countries look like. <laughs> so, uh, Baldy, uh, you want to you wanna choose the next topic? I, we knocked out Kyrie. We knocked out Dallas as a mess. We have uh, coaches that are no longer coaching. We have Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert and the Drama Llamas. Atlanta's green light to trade Trey. Or Portland's season-ending interviews. Let's talk about the, the non-coaching coaches. The non-coaching coaches. So, so Baldy, are you surprised Stephen Silas didn't get his uh, get his uh, contract renewed? Um, no, <laughs> no. Okay, you, yeah. you have some thoughts on uh, Houston and in uh, their coaching situation? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Sandy? I'm not surprised. I I am discouraged by it because just this team is bottom barrel terrible with picks that aren't really panning out you're you're starting kevin porter jr playing him like 40 minutes and it's 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 just a mess so i don't know what they were expecting exactly um but you know i I guess they're expecting better than this so well i think when when you're picking, when you're picking where they're picking on a regular basis, and they're bringing in top-flight prospects, and those top-flight prospects are not only like not developing, like they're not adding any new skills, they're not showing any any legitimate progress, but at the same time, like they're actively getting worse, <laughs> like you know, and developing bad habits. You know, like they like the way he treated, like the way he was treating Sangoon. Uh, when he was like literally the only bright spot on their roster, the way he empowered Kevin Porter Jr., the way he empowered Jalen Green, uh, to the detriment to both the team and and their overall development as players, you know, it, like his one or two wins are like Tari Eason and such, which you know Tari Eason's a great win, um, but you know they didn't like uh, they they have a th- they have a third overall pick in Jalen Green. They have. You know, Sangoon was the ninth overall pick. They had Jabari Smith, who was a second overall pick. And realistically, the progress that they were making was very little. I think that's why you look at that. Uh, obviously, they also had fights on the sidelines. They Obviously, they uh, they had veteran players who were supposed to be there to help, uh, help uh, guide the team, basically ask out because they said the entire culture and the organization is, uh, is in complete anarchy. And you know the culture has to be set by the the leadership, and if the leadership is uh, 
if the culture is broken, then you have to make a change there, right? So I think it was pretty clear. I think it was pretty clear back in December that Steven Silas wasn't right for this job. And then, you know, from what it's what everybody says, it sounds like he has the makings of a great coach. Um, and maybe if he gets to an organization that's a little bit more stable and not necessarily in the tumultuous uh, turnover that uh, the the Rockets ended up being. Because, like, remember when he signed with them, they had James Harden with the intention of playing with James Harden and John Wall. Um, and then that turned into James Harden going to Brooklyn for virtually nothing, right? So, like, no, and no like, actual assets for them to utilize, right? So... So in fairness to him, like it was a, it was a organization. It was not the, uh, not the job he signed up for. The organization was in a lot of flux, and maybe he gets a second chance. He maybe he'll get a second chance somewhere else in an organization that's a little bit more stable. Um, but I mean, he showed nothing to suggest that he should be staying there. That's for sure. What was interesting, obviously, is that uh, the news uh, the news uh, that followed was uh, basically that they're uh, they're looking at four different coaches. Um, to replace him, uh, Ime Udoka, uh, who's the sex pest in Boston, um, Kenny Atkinson, who is uh, the lead assistant in, for Golden State Warriors, Frank Vogel, uh, the person who couldn't get to the playoffs with LeBron James, and Nick Nurse, who is currently employed by the Raptors. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the, the names that were being uh, bantied about uh, to replace Stephen Silas? Any team that's dropping the name M.A. Yudoka is unserious, and you deserve the struggles and the losses that you're going to endure. I agree. Uh, and obviously, uh, as a Raptors fan, hearing his name being linked to the Raptors, and I know for sure that the Raptors would be interested in signing him, uh, makes me infinitely disappointed. But yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's why would you bring that problem into your locker room, particularly a locker room that's showing so uh, so little self control? And the answer is to bring in a sex pest like Ime and Oka, right? So I don't, make I don't a even lot think people should give him credit for taking themselves to the finals because look how good they were again this year and look how they were with Stevens. I mean, I'd argue that the Boston Celtics look a lot better in the second half of last year than they look right now. Um, their def- defensive system is uh, that Ime Ndoka Im- implemented, uh, which has kind of been the framework uh, for them this season. Like, I mean, what the, uh, the difference right now that you're seeing is you're seeing a worse defense but a better offense out of Boston, and I, I, I don't know if that's going to uh, yield the same results that they had last year. I think Ime Yudoka took a team that in Boston that had a struggling identity, was like, finished fifth place in the East, didn't add significant resources, but turned into a defensive juggernaut midway through the season. Um, and then, or, uh, and then took all the way to the finals. And then, when what you see now is, you know, a very good offensive team. They added, um, Mike. Uh, they added uh, Brogdon, who's arguably the sixth player of the year. Uh, they they have a full season with Derek White, who's turned into a defensive juggernaut. Um, you know, so like, I mean, you, you, there's a lot of benefits that had happened to this roster, plus the fact that uh, plus the fact that they're not performing defensively the same way that they were last year. I, I think Ima Odoka has uh, should get credit for the work he did, but at the same time, if you're a predator, you don't deserve to be in that position. So it doesn't matter how good you are if you're not able to control yourself in that in that position, then you don't deserve to be in it. 
and it's not a it's not a culture like if I'm sitting there I'm like hey we need a culture correction in this organization I don't bring in the person who's who's basically torched their career but because of a lack of self I do agree they deserve credit I just wanted to dunk on the sex pass one more time yeah well I mean it makes sense the main sex uh, sense pest uh so uh Dwayne Casey well he technically got a front office position didn't he more of a promotion than I know right good hmm. for him <laughs> than him being out good for him you know after after a season of watching Bogdan Bogdanovich dribble off of his feet I'm happy that he decided to quit the profession altogether and move into the it, front office do we consider it a promotion I mean it's probably a promotion for him I mean he's getting paid uh, like I think basically what he it, because he still had two years left on his contract he's going to get paid his full salary for the next two years guaranteed and he's not going to have to work endlessly so he said he's like i'm going to get to spend more time with my family you know i mean he's he's pushing 70 like i mean it's a it's a nice like little uh goodbye package for him uh for a coach who's done a lot in the league you know between his time in milwaukee when he uh created the uh the running gun milwaukee bucks uh with uh monte ellis and, and brandon jennings uh, to his time as uh, the lead assistant in Dallas when he devised the the zone system that shut down the the big three and won Dallas a championship, to his time basically building what uh, what the Raptors what would you can what you would inevitably consider the Raptors' golden age as a franchise that had perpetually been losing until he got there, um, and he was the architect of that. Now, granted, things didn't work out in Detroit. Detroit had has a long history of bad. Uh, roster decisions and they were multiplied once he got there when they decided they needed five different centers and p- decided to pay them you know 50 million dollars a season um and they continue to do that as an organization they kept on trading those centers and then bringing in more centers like and now they now they have like what four uh, four centers that are all like uh they're all worthy of uh, playing time and it's like de- it derailed their their prospect de- development with uh with Dur- Jalen Duran like i mean as an organization they're consistently making those kind of like uh front office mistakes um as a result you know Dwayne Casey uh didn't really have a lot to start off with and he didn't have a lot to build off of when uh once Cade Cunningham went down for sure it certainly doesn't help losing your number one draft pick to an ACL yeah uh, like two years, uh, two years with uh, Kate Cunningham, and it's been two shortened uh, inter- uh, injury shortened seasons. At least uh, the first year, it was at the beginning of the season, so he had something to build off of later on. But you know, he's uh, hopefully he can find a, a way to get some rhythm. Hopefully, they can bring in a coach that uh, that knows how to work with young guys. Maybe Stephen Silas. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, it's good for. Uh, I'm happy for Dwayne Casey. He deserves a he deserves a move on. Um, and be taken care of by uh, by that organization. Now let's so talk about your boy, Nick Nurse. Yeah, uh, I mean Nick Nurse, uh, unprompted in an inter- uh, 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 in a post game or pre game interview, uh, they asked him what he thought of the front office moves and the building of the roster for this season. Um, and he's, he went on to say how he needs time after the season to decide if he still wants to be here. So basically, he quit. He quit two weeks with two weeks left in the season. He's still there right now, but uh, you know he's he's clearly quiet quitting. He doesn't care anymore. And yeah, Nick Nurse, get the hell out of here. I guess. Bye. <laughs> I hope get they bring in Kenny Atkinson. 
<laughs> uh, so what do you have to say about uh, what do you have to say? Do you want to talk about uh, green light to trade Trey, or do you want to talk about Portland season-ending interviews, or uh, the Rudy Gobert and the drama llamas? What do you think? What did you say? Oh, let's go drama llamas. The the half-hearted punch heard around the world. Yeah. So Rudy Gobert Five called times. a bitch multiple times by Kevin uh, Kyle. Uh, up to well, they didn't give an exact number. Yeah. I believe the the quote from Woj was they understood that Rudy Gobert punched with not an intent to injure. That's why he aimed for the chest. They understood that Kyle Anderson called bitch uh, called him a bitch multiple times. Uh, but as, as a result, uh, Kyle Anderson uh, received a punch in the chest. Rudy Gobert was chucked from uh, from the uh, chucked from the bench and seemingly thrown by Torian Prince all the way into the locker room with one foul push. Uh, and then in the locker room, apparently, uh, Kyle Anderson said that he was gonna uh, he was gonna fuck him up. Uh, and then and Rudy Gobert was sent home, and then uh, later it was determined that he was suspended uh, for a game due to the incident. That, along with the fact that their number one defensive uh, defensive uh, wing, Jalen McDa- uh, Jaden McDaniel's, who a lot of people say is you know maybe the second or third most important player on that roster right now, uh, broke his hand uh, in, while punching a wall in frustration on his way to the locker room during halftime. So they lost both Jaden uh, McDaniels and they lost Rudy Gobert, and they went and won. A, they went ahead and won a must-win game against uh, the the New Orleans Pelicans to secure eighth place and guarantee themselves a chance at playing uh, playing the Lakers to move on to uh, play Memphis, or they have a second. They'll have a second chance if they end up losing, uh, playing either the winner, uh, playing the winner of either uh, Pelicans or New Orleans. Uh, sorry, Pelicans or Oklahoma City. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sandy, your thoughts on the Gobert question. messy bitches? Who you got, Kyle mm-hmm. Anderson or Gobert? Gobert's got but the he, reach. He, 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 he ain't got that. the, the go go gadget. He ain't got the stopping power apparently. I I feel like I, I feel like that's an unfair thing. I feel like he it was a it looked like it lacked I, effort. I think like you know, a, like he was he had a he had a he had two people in between him. He just basically was like, "Gay, fuck off," you know, with calling me a bitch. I I block enough shots, Kyle Anderson. So, I I think and, I mean, fighting. Sorry, he's gonna be slow and plotting. He's gonna he's gonna have a hard time getting his hands on. Him. I think Kyle Anderson's got the speed. Got the he he'll run circles around him. Yeah, yeah. Slow uh, slow mo's got the speed, huh? Um. So, <laughs> uh, the other, the other thing that was interesting about this I- I- incident is uh, today an article published by the Athletic with uh, talking about the importance of Kyle Anderson on the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves, where G- Rudy Gobert uh, had a quote saying Kyle Anderson, you know, he can be hard on you sometimes, but it's good. You know that he's competitive. And he just wants the best. He wants the best Rudy out there, and you know, and I don't take it personally. <laughs> Man, so seems some great like you timing took it a little on, personally. <laughs> some some great timing I mean, on that article's yeah. published uh, publication. Needed to hold back that fifth bitch. <laughs> we don't know how many we bitches. It could have been two that. bitches. We just know it was bitched repeatedly. Just, just dial it back a little bit. My my theory is, my theory is is that 
he wouldn't have been suspended had there been more bitches said. So the the Golden State Warriors had acknowledged, apparently, that the punch was he was deserved or almost deserved because there had been repeated bitches been uttered. But obviously the bitch to punch threshold hadn't been reached, hence why a suspension was required and already had to get sent home during the game. Confusing math. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, we have to have a minimum bitch NBA. requirement per punch. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I thought you said minimum bitch requirement. Yeah. I uh, requirement. <laughs> this is like Rudy uh, so you saying like, he requires the bitches. <laughs> I I'm acquiring bitches, and the more as I requ- acquire bitches, oh, I've, I've acquired five bitches. I have acquired five bitches. I am now entitled to punch someone. Now, it could be the person who called me a bitch. It could be just some random stranger. The kid kid in the front row. It doesn't matter whom. The bitch bitch requirements were met. Anyways, messy bitches. uh, I think that Minnesota and Atlanta need to change their names to the Atlanta messy bitches and the Minnesota messy bitches. Atlanta is given uh, the front office. The ownership is given the front office green light to trade Trey Young. Trey Young. So, uh, who's the unlucky team? Um, What the hell are they going to get for him? I mean... Trey Young is uh is still ha- I think has a reputation as being a uh, a franchise player. I imagine like for instance the New York Knicks, they could definitely trick themselves into making a trade for Trey Young. Uh, the the Lakers, <laughs> they're always ready to make a uh, make a dumb but move. So what do they have that would actually make the Hawks make a deal like that? Like they're not going to trade Trey Young for Jalen Brunson. I think. I think you're probably they're gonna ask for a Mitchell deal, but probably get something a little less than a Mitchell deal. You know, three first round picks, a couple a uh, couple roster players. Um, you know, I think uh, so. Like the the with the Knicks, you're probably like looking at you know three first round picks. And you're probably looking at you know uh, what's that? Uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Grimes, Quentin Grimes. You're looking at probably R.J. Barrett. Nah, something I along think those R.J. Lines. Barrett. Is a guy that the Knicks can move off of and be fine. Yeah, I mean, the, like R.J. Barrett would be great for sal- uh, salary matching. I think they probably need another salary in there um, to make the deal work. But realistically, I don't think uh, R.J. Barrett's giving the uh, giving the Knicks uh, what they expected. I don't think it's enough to year. move the needle from um, the Hawks. That said, could you imagine? Could you <laughs> that said? Could you imagine a worse co- uh, like a worse combination than Trey Young and uh, Thibodeau? <laughs> Uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. They they'd clash, and the Knicks are gonna have a decision on their hands. Yeah. Well, uh, the, I mean, the decision would be made if they traded th- three first round picks and a bunch of players. But Thibodeau turned them around. <laughs> it's it's like it, it's like uh, it, it's like the uh, decision's gonna be made this offseason with Kyle Anderson. I'd imagine <sighs> as well. Why would she? Because it's a lot easier to move on from Kyle Anderson than it is they to move on from Rudy Gobert. For that's man. for sure. They mortgage their future. This is what you get. Four picks. Four picks. Walker this is Kessler. This what you get. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, did you uh, hear any of the uh, sound bites coming out of Portland oh, at got? the end of the season? Basically, Dame Lillard said that, you know, I expect a more veteran-laden team. I expect them to re-sign Grant. 
um, basically traded Shaden Sharp and the first round pick. Uh, so fireworks should be expected this offseason coming out of Portland. Maybe Trey Young. Maybe Trey Young uh, comes there for Shaden Sharp and uh, Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons or something like that. Well, but yeah, I'd imagine uh, I, I imagine Portland is going to be a big name uh, that you're going to hear in the offseason. They're going to make a lot of really dumb moves because they made a lot of really dumb statements. This uh, so when you uh, already are working with an undersized defensive liability at the guard spot. Because he's an upgrade. Bring in Trey Young. Because he's the best defensive liability undersized guard. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you have and you know what you should pair him with? You should pair him with a ball dominant offensive uh, force like Dame Lillard, right? You get your ball dominant offensive force with uh, uh, Trey Young, ball dominant offensive force with uh, Dame Lillard, and hope that there's a secret secret rule in the CBA where you're allowed to have a second ball in the floor. That'll confuse teams. That's how they'll finally make the playoffs and make a run at the finals. They're both taking (laughs) shots at the same time. I mean, Portland has made the playoffs quite a bit. In fairness, he damn, did. he actually went he to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, and every single so game, they were up 15 points. I mean, I mean, whatever gets it, as long as he got there, that's all that really matters. All right. So, uh, with that said, let's move on to our play-in predictions. So, in the West, we have the Lakers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves for the right to play Min- uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Baldy, Stewie Guts, Lakers, Lakers, got the Lakers. Sandy, Lakers. All right, and then we'll have uh, then we have the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Pelicans for the right to play the Minnesota Timberwolves in the uh, third play-in game. So who who you got? Pelicans, more like Pelicant. Let's go, Oklahoma City, (laughs) Oklahoma Thunder, and uh, Sandy. Yeah, I, I hope the Thunder get it too. And then it's Thunder versus Wolves for the right to lose to the Nuggets. Who you got? I got the Thunder. Thunder, Same. Sandy? Same here. I think, the Thunder, uh, I think the Thunder Thunder can do it. Yeah, sorry, Sandy. If, Baldy, Baldy, uh, Sandy. Say Gilgius Alexander is healthy. Saldy. Going into that Denver series, if he's 100%, I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed it to six or seven. I think they could get five. I like. I, I mean, in fairness, like they're th- like the uh, the Nuggets, if healthy. Like if you have Michael Porter Jr., you have Ben, uh, you have uh, Aaron Gordon, you have uh, Jokic, you have Murray, and you have Contavious Caldwell Pope. Aaron Gordon, Porter, and Jokic is more size than you have at any player in the starting lineup for the uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> like they just they would just not they just don't have the the Thunder have a major weakness and the ma- major weakness is size. They do not perform well against teams that have any form of size. And, and the Nuggets aren't a team that you consider to be huge, but I mean their front court is, you know, you know, six nine and above, right? Like you know, Michael Porter Jr. six ten, Aaron Gordon's a six nine, Jokic is obviously seven foot. So I mean, they just don't have they don't have the bodies to compete with them. It's it, it's going to be a bloodbath. 
to be honest, if you're looking for a more competitive first round series, it'll probably be the Thunder. If Gobert comes back and isn't like a shell of himself. Um, that said, defensively, I think that they would just get ripped you to shreds. Sorry? Yes, did I say the Thunder? I meant the th- Timberwolves. So, um, but yeah, I'm going hard. on record, and I'm saying if the Lakers make it to play the Grizzlies, they're going to win that series. Okay, well, that's a good record to be on. I, I would say that Memphis will probably win that in five games, but uh, we'll see. Uh, how about the Eastern Conference play so the Eastern Conference plan. So the first playing game we have the Miami Heat beating the Atlanta Hawks. Who do you guys uh, for the right to play? Uh, uh, the right to play Boston in the first round. Who you guys got? Heat culture. We're gonna baby. go Atlanta. Okay, well you're crazy. Um, that's obviously not right or ever even possible in the realm of any any possibility. You're in an infinite amount of worlds and an inf- infinite amount of universes. The Atlanta Hawks are losing that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> because the Atlanta Hawks have shown at any point in time this season Can't when they it. have to win a game, they can definitely lose it. <laughs> They're definitely going to lose it. And also, they can't. Like, when was the last time they beat the Heat? Like, I think it's like some stupid. Like, they have like some stupid record against the Heat ever since they played against the playoffs, where they haven't won in like eleven games or something. The like Mavericks that had the them. same thing. Yeah, uh, against it'll the be Sun a mess until that series last year. Yeah, that's a series, though. So yeah, uh, the Heat are gonna beat the Hawks, and then uh, the it's then it's the Raptors versus the Bulls uh, in the for uh, for the right to play the Hawks and uh, to see who gets to lose to Milwaukee. So uh, who you guys got? Yeah, Chi Town. Yeah. All right, and I'll put Chicago versus Atlanta. With the right to um, lose to Milwaukee in the Ball first round. We're so talking who do you guys got? Chi Town is Oklahoma City. Chi go just oh, doesn't make sense at all. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> so we got question. Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta versus uh, Atlanta versus Chicago for the right to lose to Chicago. Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Chicago, and then uh, and then Baldy said Atlanta. I'll go no, no, Chicago no, no. as I well. I said Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Okay, yes, sorry, Hotlanta. Yes. A whole new team will oh, be formed around uh, around Trey Young's uh, hairline. Temper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we have Milwaukee versus uh, Milwaukee versus uh, Chicago, Boston versus Miami, uh, Philly versus the Nets. Cleveland versus the Knicks. And then in the West, we have uh, Denver versus Oklahoma. We have uh, Memphis versus the Lakers. We have the Kings versus Golden State. And then we have uh, the Clippers versus their victims, the Suns. Okay. okay. And we'll we'll discuss next week what our thoughts are on those playoff uh, playoff. Uh, rounds, uh, depending on uh, pending our plan predictions being correct all the way through. Do you remember when? So I was I was gonna ask uh, how far outside of the top five Jimmy Butler is for y'all. 
Uh, well, he's voting. he's not played enough games to be in consideration at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing the Jimmy Butler. I'm just gonna miss games every now and then for reasons. It's a load management. Yeah, Please. yeah. I got a load. I you mean, can manage. Look, when your team is. Dear God. <laughs> I prefer not. <laughs> what the fuck? Look, that look, happened. This guy is so nonchalant about it too. <laughs> just like. <laughs> This guy wants to... What is happening? I don't understand. <laughs> Everything will be fine. This is not a basketball pod this, anymore. This, this guy, Jimmy, James, Bootleg, he's, uh, he wants to load manage. You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. And we're back, and better than ever, welcome back to the Fool Court Press Podcast, the only podcast made by Fools for Fools. Uh, We're going to be talking all NBA teams. Everybody got a chance to fill in their all NBA brackets. Baldy, who do you have first team all NBA? First team all NBA. Let me scroll through here. (laughs) I have all these lists here. (laughs) Did a lot of research, everybody. It's a very long. You know, I'm going to start with the third ten. First team. No, we did this last time. It didn't make yeah, any sense. So. We have to start with the first team All NBA. Okay, first team. All right, let me scroll back up to the first team from the third team. <laughs> uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Big G. Okay. Do we go through all of them or just one person? Yeah, just go. Go for it. Uh, Luca, that okay? Shay Shy Town guy. Shy Gilgis. Yep. Uh, Tatum, because mm-hmm. and Jokic, Jokic, all right, Jokic, whatever. Did you have anything uh, different there, Baldy? Uh, or, or, yeah, sorry, uh, Sandy. Different. I have De'Aaron Fox. Okay, what you got? In the first in the all first NBA. team All NBA. Wow, third team. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> What's the, uh, what are you feeling there? Well, uh, who, who else um, made uh, who else made as your guard there? Why when we get to MVP? Okay. Uh, okay. I uh, I joined uh, pretty <laughs> heavily on this Kings train here, um, and um, I've, I've been looking at uh, like the Aaron Fox's advanced stats. Let's just say his name is all over my uh, awards here. You're you're gonna hear it a lot. So oh, nice. It's, it's De'Aaron Fox, Luca, All right. Giannis, and B. Jokic for my first time. I you got it. Embiid and Jokic there, huh? So I guess Embiid is getting there um, as a forward then? Three or? forward, two guards. Okay, yeah, because uh, the way it is right now is it's two guards, two well, forwards, and then I'm, do- I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, right? So like then I guess one of, uh, one of Jokic. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so, so I have Shea, Mitchell, Giannis, okay. Tatum, Jokic as my first team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I bumped Luca down because I think Mitchell's been better than Luca this season, um, and Shade Gilgis Alexander is been easily the fifth best player in the league right now. So, uh, there's just no room for Luca in the first team at this point in time. <laughs> Uh, so who do you have uh, uh, second team, Alexander. Uh, I continue to say Shea, even though it was shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, and yeah. Montez Sabonis. 
Jason, sorry, Jason Tatum, Kawhi Leonard, Simonis. and uh, Demontis Sabonis. And uh, games played for Kawhi wasn't a. It wasn't. I'm an issue going for you, on how think? he's looked when he's been healthy. All right, awesome, uh, Baldy. What you got? Uh, Dame, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. Interesting. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Boulet, Jimothy. Culture. Every team needs Mr. culture. Mr. Load Management himself. Well, I went with uh, Don- uh, Donkic, Lillard, Markinen, Randall, and Embiid. That's a solid list. All right. So who we got? Thir- uh, so third team All NBA. I'll go first. I have Fox and Holiday, and then I have Butler, Jaron Jackson okay. Jr., and Sabonis. I call that my uh, all my all kings. Boner. <laughs> yeah, the boner. So, uh, Baldy, what do you got for third team All NBA? Uh, it's pretty close to yours. Uh, well, kinda, not really. Uh, <laughs> Fox and Curry, Markinen and Randall, and Sabonis. Yeah, I went with. I decided, like, uh, for me personally, I decided I was going with a seventy percent game played threshold. So yeah. that's basically fifty-eight games. Um, Curry did not make that threshold. Obviously, uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't make that threshold. Neither did LeBron or AD. Um, so that's why uh, why those names are missing from my uh, my list personally. Damian so, uh, Lillard, Sandy, what do you got? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, LeBron mm-hmm. James, Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kevin Durant and Booker were, were out for that same reason. But uh, that's, uh, and yeah, James uh, uh, Julius Randle uh, definitely, I think, deserves to be there. It's, it sucks because guard is so much deeper mm-hmm. than forward on this list. Because realistically, I would like I think that Brunson deserves to be All NBA over Randall yeah. because he's clearly the better player. Um, but you know, unfortunately, just next isn't year, yeah, um, do what you want with that. So, did anybody have did anybody have the Jawbreaker on their uh, their guard list? I didn't hear his. I don't remember. I did not put name. John Moran on any of my All NBA teams. Yeah, I, I. I, I I, I think that even though he met my games threshold, uh, just uh, just all the things going around Jai, I just didn't feel right uh, giving him an honor. I just thought these point, other guys were better. That makes sense. I don't know if that makes it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I have Holiday there. I think Holiday Morant is probably oh, uh, an interesting conversation Holiday, to have. Yeah. But, um, but I think Drew Holiday is probably one of the most underrated players in the league right now. All right, uh, so let's move on to our Rookie of the Year. So you guys, uh, Rookie of the Year, you get uh, to three pick of them. Uh, fo- uh, three different players. Uh, number one, Your number one ranked being the most valuable. Who, uh, Sandy, who is your third number three? Uh, vote for Rookie Walter of the Year? Kessler. All right. Baldy? Jalen Williams. Nice. I also had Walker Kessler. Lame. Uh, so Baldy, number two. <laughs> uh, I went with uh, with Walker Kessler there. Uh, Walker Jalen Kessler. Williams. Sandy. Jalen so Williams. I went with Paulo Bencaro. 
Yeah, yeah, Jalen's been the best rookie of the season. I mean, he doesn't—he hasn't had the—he hasn't had the same opportunity, and he hasn't had the same focus that uh, Ben Caro has from defenses. And he—you can't—you ar- can't argue that his responsibility is more than uh, than Ben Caro's. But he's the better defender. He's the better playmaker. He's the better shooter. Um, and it's it. it I've heard uh, I've heard a lot of arguments for Walker Kessler to be Rookie of the Year, and I, I I can somewhat understand that, but I feel like with Walker Kessler, his utilization on the offensive end is so low that it's hard to justify him being higher than Bancaro. But I think it's if we look at it as a, an award that isn't awarded in the first two months of the season, it's really hard to make an argument that Jalen Williams hasn't been better than Bancaro this season. It's hard to disagree. I gave my Rookie of the Year to Bancaro though. I, I like. Same. There's no hate. It, there's no hating. Uh, there's no hating on uh, on that answer. Like I think that Ben Kerr is probably going to win it. Um, I just think that uh, Jalen Williams is probably like uh, uh, the. I feel like Ben Kerr is going to win it on the strength of a strong uh, November and December, and I feel like uh, Jalen Williams has just got a much more robust uh, rookie campaign uh, behind him. Also, one of these guys will be in the playoffs, and the other won't. All right, so we get to see how. Jenna Williams handles uh, postseason play when the stakes are. Well, I mean, he's going to be in the play-in on the in the very least. Hopefully, he makes the playoffs. Uh, I, I mean, if we're all if we all Go get ahead. our way. All right, sixth yeah. man of the year. Who is your Baldy? Who is your third pick for sixth man of the year? Norman Powell. Actually, I think it's same one I Norm, have. Not Norman, but whatever. I mean, it is Norm Norman, Norm. but yeah, it, yeah, he goes by Norm. Uh, I also had Norm Powell as my third. Uh, mine is Malcolm uh, Sandy. All right. And uh, Sandy, who do you have in number two? Bobby Portis. Nice. And uh, uh, Baldy? Emmanuel Quickly. I also had Quickly. <laughs> and I went with Brogdon as my sixth man. Uh, so did six I. <laughs> I mean, quickly, uh, you know, uh, quickly ro- rose up the ranks fast. That's for sure. Or he uh, rose quickly. <laughs> I did. That was, that was the joke. That's I was a real joke right there. <laughs> it was supposed to be like one of those anti jokes where oh, you, you yeah. set up the the clear pun, but and then but then you go. It's too much thinking for me. I'm not. Yeah, you, I'm not locked like, in. I'm right a, now. What can I say? What can I say? I'm a very. Uh, intellectually driven thinker uh and commentator um that's what everybody says about me they're like that kyle very smart probably too smart very intellectual i'm aware that's why i I wasn't looking at the camera i uh i have my notes open you're a bad bucking listener you're a bad listener i don't love you anymore coach of the year uh, I'll start off here with my third pick for coach of the year. I chose Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse single-handedly shut down the best roster not to make the playoffs outright, and I mean that has to be that has to earn him some kind of award. No coach has done less with more. Baldy. <laughs> Who's <laughs> your number three coach of the year? The pick. Number three, uh, Joe Mazzula. 
All right. Mr. Three himself. Uh, and uh, Sandy. Monty Williams. Oh. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> Takes an underperforming team and uh, underperforms with it. And then... So gets uh, coach of the year consideration. There's something to be said about meeting expectations. So I, I only have <laughs> if one only uh, for uh, clutch players. So I'm just Monty Williams. <laughs> okay. Well, so we'll we'll skip you for number two then because I don't want to hear Monty Williams' name again. Baldy, who is your number two for coach of the year? Let's go with Mike Malone. I went with J.D. Pickerstein, Mike Malone. Monty Malone. <laughs> and then uh, uh, number Mike one for Brown, me Mike was Brown, Mike Brown. Answer. Yeah, Mike Brown's not number one. He's he's not your number one? He is my number is one. That, oh, he's your number one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, with that said... Remember when? Speaking I, of Avril so, Lavigne, do we think she's a clone? A clone? Do we think she's a clone? A, a clone of what? We? You've never heard that Avril Lavigne is a clone theory? It, what? Should I, I read headlines? I don't, I don't think. Like, don't, don't, don't. Hold on. No, 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 no. We're no, no. Like, I feel like no. we need to explore this no. at least. We're going to engage bit. on this now. <laughs> So the thing is that she's not, it's not that she's a clone, it's that she she died and they replaced her with a uh, lookalike. Which would be classified as a clone, would it not? Incorrect. No, 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what a clone is. Like, if you're, like, if somebody were, like, so when Will Smith, when, when Will Smith was acting like uh, Muhammad Ali, he wasn't a clone of Muhammad Ali. Oh, <laughs> you don't know that. You can't say that definitively. You can't right, say sure it that she wasn't made in the lab. Michael Have you Mann? seen a picture of Muhammad Ali? <laughs> can, can, can any of you say definitively that she was not made in a lab? I, I, I'm I not, feel like you uh, got No, I'm not there. going to... Yes, I'm actually, not I, can, to... I can. I can. You say were there? That, yes. <laughs> I was not. You were there at the time of her conception? I gotta be honest with you, man. You're... You're, uh... You're really load-focused... This uh, this entire podcast. <laughs> I feel like maybe. I feel like maybe you're a little backed up or something. I have no idea. Like, do you need to go take care of something? Do you need I fifteen mean, it's, minutes? But, but, it's November. I should. I should. November. I should. I should have sat out this episode and done some load management. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not on cam, so. How do I mute my microphone? Just, just, just mute it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ask. All right, we're back and better than ever. Baldy, I'm so happy that you were able to unmute yourself without hanging up today. No. It's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have a defense to that. <laughs> uh, you're like the Duke of Technology around here. Um, all right. Uh, so we're going to move on to our next award that we wanted to discuss. We're going to talk MVP, the big one. So you each did each of you make a five uh, MVP selections yes, uh, ranked I did. one through five? Yeah, I can name five All people. Right. 
<laughs> All right, Sandy, why don't you start off with your number five? All right, I'll go with next. I have Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I had Mitchell for, for five as well. Awesome. De'Aaron now, Fox. Sandy, who'd you have as number four? Baldy? The Tatum. Shay Gil- uh, Shai Gilgis Alexander. Baldy, number three. Antetokounmpo. Joel Embiid. Sandy? I agree. Mm. Jokic as my number two. Jokic is number I two. I have for number two as well. So then we got Giannis uh, for me and Sandy and Baldy. You're going with Embiid? Joel. Well, Jokic, uh, 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 Duke is going to be heartbroken. All that money he spent on him uh, on uh, on FanDuel just to uh, to watch Giannis wa- run away with this thing. For me personally, uh, I, I don't I don't know if you guys want an argument here, but uh, for me personally, Giannis is just a better player. His per 30, uh, 30 minutes is, uh, has been outrageous. He's the better defender. He's the better offensive player, and uh, he's uh, he's taken his team to further heights. Uh, so I think he deserves it. I think it. that he is working with a little bit less. He's got strong than Jokic. I think he's then got who? tougher uh, teams that he's got to go against night in and night out in the East as well. And he's got a better record. True enough there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't, like, I definitely say that he has a, he, he has a comparable uh, supporting staff to Philly. I don't know if you can argue. I think if you're looking at all three teams, honestly, you'd have to say that Denver has the weakest supporting staff around their, around their superstar. Not to say that he's struggling for any help, but like, Embiid has Harden, who I think Harden was a close cut for me on all NBA. Um, you know the the defensive uh, the defensive presence of Brooks uh, uh, Brooks Lopez, uh, Brooke Lopez and uh, and Drew Holiday um, in in Milwaukee definitely helps out uh, the Bucks quite a bit and obviously Drew Holiday has had an offensive renaissance uh, since moving to Milwaukee. I would say that between uh, between Philly uh, uh, between. Uh, uh, Milwaukee and the Nuggets. I don't know if you have anybody who compares to Drew Holiday um, on the Nuggets side. Just uh, it gives you that mixture of defense and can organize your offense and really take over a game when he needs to. Um, Jamal Murray has that takeover ability, but you can't make an argument that they're even in the same realm when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I don't know. It, it's uh, I think that Jokic definitely has the weakest supporting cast of uh, all three of them. That said. I think that you know the Jokic's uh, disinterest on the defensive end, his uh, poor rim protection numbers, and just the general uh, apathy that he's taken to the entire league in the last month, uh, I think really knocked him out of the running for me personally. It's definitely been uh, a sudden and abrupt halt to uh, his success this year because... He was carrying it all the way, and then all of a sudden, uh... he just stopped caring. Like I mean, they made they pretty much locked in the first uh, first uh, seed in the West. You know, in the early portions of March, and from there, he just really just stopped caring. Like the the entire team just kind of went off the rails a little bit. 
be interesting to see if they can get it back on. Like I think Jokic is still easily one of the top two or three players in the league at this point in time. Uh, I think he has the ability to dissect any team that he goes up against. Um, unfortunately, as well, be, by finishing number one, he also ends up in the toughest side of the bracket uh, for the Western Conference playoffs because there's really only two teams, I think, in the West that have any chance of winning the championship, Denver and Phoenix, and they're both going to end up having to meet in the second round. Um, so long as Phoenix can clear the hurdle of a Kawhi Leonard, who clear, uh, clearly has uh, decided to be the best version of Kawhi Leonard he's ever been. All right. So that uh, that said, that's our MVP talk. We have our all rookie teams. So Sandy, do you want to start us off with your uh, second team sure. all rookie? Let's list them. I got Andrew Nimbard, Jaden Ivy, Jeremy mm-hmm. Sohan. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith and Jalen Durham. Mm-hmm. Durham. All right, awesome. Uh, you got a couple names there on my, that I had on my first team all NBA, so I'll be interested in hearing what you have first team. But uh, Baldy, what do you got? Second team uh, all rookie. Benedict Mathurin. Mathurin. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. AJ Griffin, Jeremy Soan, uh, Jalen Duran, and Christian Braun. Are we both exp- like Sandy? Are you impressed that uh, Sandy actually is named rookies? I'm not Sandy. No, I, I, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Sandy. Are you impressed no. that Baldy's actually been able to name rookies? Because he is our draft <laughs> <Okay>. expert. <laughs> this is the one thing he's, he's true, and I I did this. In I did the so appropriate I, amount of research for this. <laughs> this so, so I went with uh, Matherin, uh, Tari Eason, uh, Keegan Murray, Jeremy Sochan, and Jabari Smith Jr. as my uh, second team all-rookie. First team all-rookie, I have Bancaro, Jalen Williams, Walker Kessler, Jaden Ivey, and Nemhard, Andrew Nemhard. What do you have uh, there, Baldy? Uh, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Jalen Williams, uh, Ben Caro, and Walker Kessler, which is a fun first-last-name combination. It is, yeah, for sure. You don't like Nebhardt as a last name? No, Kessler beat it out. Uh, it, it's the B with the H. I, I, it, it, makes, it, it arouses me. I'm aroused. Uh, Jalen Williams, Sandy? Benedict Matherin, Tyler Ben Caro, Walker Kessler, and Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Yeah. I mean, Keegan Murray, uh, he ended up setting the rookie uh, uh, rookie record for uh, three-pointers. He's had a very good uh, run, and obviously you've mentioned that you have a hard-on for the Kings. So uh, all of those uh, fit uh, that category for sure. Um, I think that just uh, general expectations uh, versus reality. I, th- I think Andrew Nebhard um, had a very awesome rookie season. Um, considering he was a second round pick, he was in the starting lineup from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. When it came to, uh, the times that, um, Hal, uh, Hal Burton was injured, uh, he was the one that was facilitating the offense. He had a, he had some game winning daggers that were insane. Um, and obviously he was checking the top teams, uh, point, uh, point guards, uh, defensively all through the season. So I, I think that there's a lot in, uh, in Andrew Nebhard's season that were amazing. I just felt like he definitely 
he definitely had uh, an upper hand when it came to uh, all rookie, just because I feel like Keegan Murray wasn't relied on nearly as much. All as fair points. All right, so mo- uh, moving on, most improved. So you have three pi- uh, three picks for most improved. Um, I'm gonna go with my first pick, and that was Jalen Brunson, or that my third pick. Sorry. What did you get, uh, Baldy? Uh, Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. Well, That's uh, a really good me pick. Me and Baldy are on one tonight because my third guy's Nicholas Claxton. Heck nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, who'd you have second there, Sandy? That's an interesting one. I think that Mikael Bridges is definitely in line to uh, possibly win this thing next season. Uh, obviously, his uh, renaissance came mm-hmm. after the trade deadline, um, and it was a so huge, it was a huge before, renaissance. Um, yeah. I know it started a little bit. I know it started a little bit before, like a few weeks beforehand. But like realistically, I think people they started to notice after the trade deadline. A big winning streak there. That started before Booker came back mm-hmm. because Mikael Bridges was carrying the load offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, I, and that's why, like, when they made that trade, I was like, man, watch. I, I hope that uh, Bridges gets to carry the ball, like, uh, like, gets to be the point of attack uh, in the in the new make a uh, remade Nets because I think that he definitely has all NBA. He potential, ended up finishing the season uh, averaging next almost twenty one points. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, he's he, like I said, like I think next season, you know, depending on what the Sky's Nets the do, limit. I think there's a really strong chance that you're gonna see you're gonna see an All NBA appearance for uh, for Mikhail Bridges. Um, certainly, uh, like with a like with even possibly an outside shot on MB, MVP consideration, depending on how things go. But um, my second pick. Uh, for most improved player, Shy Gilgis Alexander. You went from not ever even making an all-star appearance to, I think, a pretty likely candidate to make first-team All-NBA. And that's an insane jump for me. Almost as insane as who I had for number one. But that's uh, I think that... Uh, I don't think uh, Shai's gotten a lot of consideration for most improved, um, but I, I definitely uh, definitely have him marked on my list. Baldy, who do you have as number two? Lori Markinen. Wow. The marksman. Okay. <laughs> my and, number two uh, is Sandy, Mikhail. who you got? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you mentioned that. Number one is uh, Lori your number Markinen. one was Markinen, I'm assuming? And uh, Baldy, who'd you have as number one? Uh, the winner of the the George Mikan Trophy, uh, Shy <laughs> Gilgis Alexander. Wow, wow! So I I just went on this rant talking about how so, Alita was for just even mentioning him as number two, and you you just we, completely um, trumped. I like to one up. We pod with things. you weekly. At this yeah, point, for sure. We've heard your takes, and we're all kind of of a like mind here when it comes to certain things. We all got on the Pacers bandwagon at once. We're Halliburton fans, and now we're like Kings Nation. <laughs> So, light the beam. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, when it came down to like, I almost picked Sh- uh, Shy over Markinen for the most improved player. I think Markinen was my favorite almost from the beginning of the season all the way through. 
Um, Markkanen made it over shy not because uh, not because I think that uh, his leap necessarily was bigger than Shai's. I think his leap was the most unforeseen occurrence that happened in this NBA season until I saw Rudy Gobert throw a punch. Realistically, Markkanen, you know, he was drafted as a player who could have been a 3 and D threat. Um, he was kind of like... Mm, he was kind of positioned. He came right. He came in the draft right after Kristaps Porzingis. He was kind of positioned as the second unicorn, um, and he never really amounted to much. He had a lot of injuries in Chicago. He was dumped off for. A, he was. He couldn't. He had an. Uh, he had a restricted free agency that lasted an entire offseason because no one wanted to sign him. He finally got flipped over to sh- uh, Cleveland for a first round pick that was widely panned as uh, as a terrible trade. Um, then uh, for Cleveland, then he became a decent three and D threat playing the three in Cleveland in a in a lineup. No one really thought he was like he would be successful in that role because you know he was like almost seven foot tall playing the three beside uh, beside Allen and uh, Mobley. Um, and then he was just basically a salary throw in dump in in the Mitchell trade and became an all NBA player. It's just such an unlikely career arc. I had to give him the uh, give, give him the nod over Shy even though I think that Shy uh, jump um, was more significant in the sense that you know he became a top end like maybe one or uh, like top 2 or 3 uh, guard in the league, arguably a top 10 player in the NBA. And I don't think Markkinen made that high of a jump. But I mean, just the story behind Markinen is just is just unbelievable. Realistically, when you take a take a, a second to look back and see, this is this was the most. Uh, this was the biggest. His season was the biggest surprise. I think. Uh, the word season. I would use would be what are your thoughts, uh, Nobody saw that coming. Uh, yeah, the, the Jazz certainly didn't when they got him in that deal. The Cavs didn't when they traded the first for him. I don't think he did. I don't think his family yeah. did. I don't think his friends did. No one, <laughs> no one thought they were getting a franchise player when they're getting Mark, and then they're like, "Yeah, he's a good like you know two or three on a lineup. Maybe he could develop into that." And then he just became the most uh, the uh, one of the most unstoppable forces. He defi- he's developed a very uh, unique defensive game uh, for his position, and you know he's got those. Bouncy curly locks that make you, He's make made you just fall a lot in love every time you see him move. Yeah, no, he's a he's a special he's a special player, and that and he's a special story as well. And uh, I think that uh, most improved player is very much des- uh, deserved. If Sh- if Shy ends up getting it, which I don't think he will, I think Markinen's got this one locked up. But if Shy ends up getting it, you know, I don't think that anybody would be mad at that. I just it's just such an unprecedented thing that we we're witnessing right now. I, I think that uh, it deserves to be recognized. Do you remember when? I gotta be honest, uh, Duke, the Jack Jumper segment uh, lacked enthusiasm and uh, the same type of uh, inventiveness as the last one. I think we might have to cut it for future episodes. Um, yes! I, uh, cosign! <laughs> we might have to go back to taboo topics. You stupid bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
Let me live, bro. Why you? Why? 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 Okay, you know what? How about uh, how about Lufa's taboo topics? Things don't bother me as much as they bother you, man. <laughs> you nailed it there. They're just <laughs> <laughs> you could like hear those grinds through. <laughs> You're listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Self-Indulge there for a little bit. My name is Lufa. I'm joined here by Sandy, Baldy, and not Duke. And we're ready to talk about the all-defensive teams. So, Baldy, who's your second team all-defense? We are scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We got Derek Say White. Say it to me slowly. Baby. Derek White. Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to fuck this up. OG Anubi. <laughs> Jaron Jackson yep. Jr. and Nick Claxton. That's <laughs> six players. That is five. <laughs> what? Uh, you, you said... Uh, I said Derek White twice, so maybe that... Derek White, Dylan Brooks. Anubi. Anobi? Oh, Anobi. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Jaron Jackson, Nick Claxton. All right. Jaron Jackson on the second team. All right, interesting. Sandy, what did you... What Should I go your, with uh, Alexander? What's your uh, second team all defense? Mikhail Bridges, Dylan Brooks, Dylan okay. Mobley, and Nick Claxton. Okay. Awesome. I have uh, Jimmy Boulay. That's a fun name. Shy uh, Gildas Alexander, Mobley, Herbie Jones, and Herbie's Bam fully loaded. out of the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys have first team uh, all defense? I can start. Uh, I got no, Drew okay. Holiday, OG Anunoby, Jaron nice. Jackson Jr., Giannis nice. Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, Baldy? Uh, I also start with uh, Drew Holiday, uh, Alex Caruso, Draymond, Evan Mobley, and Brooke Lopez. That's a really good list. I have Melton, Caruso, Jaron Jackson Jr., OG Ananobi, and Brooke Lopez. Ooh. So I had no Giannis in my list. Wow. Same. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it was. It's hard the forward uh, the forwards and the center position like I mean I I didn't have uh, uh, I didn't have Nick Claxton either and you know I think in the early portion of the season I was advocating him for being considered player uh, defensive player of the year um, I had Evan Mobley in my second team all defense and I, last week I was saying you know I think that he could be considered he should be a quiet consideration for defensive player of the year so I think that uh, you know. I, it's a very competitive category, but uh, yeah, um, OG Ananobi led the league in de- uh, steals, um, led the league in a combination of steals and blocks. Uh, Brooke Lopez obviously is the most dynamic uh, defensive center in the league this season. Jaron Jackson Jr. had obviously had such an outrageously good uh, a good uh, defensive game that people thought that the the scorekeepers were cheating. Um, Caruso is the best point of attack defender in the league defensively, and it's not even close via every metric you can consider. Uh, and then, you know, D'Anthony Melton has been amazing for uh, Philly. Um, so that's why I went with that mm-hmm. first team. All defense. Chris Farr. 
All right, move, uh, moving on. We have Clutch Player of the Year. Well, Sandy, much like who's your third year, uh, Clutch Player of the Year? One name here. And uh, all right, much like it was, uh, uh, it Coach was Fox. of the Year. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, hey, what can Brown do for you? Uh, it can turn Fox into the clutchest player of the year. In <laughs> uh, Baldy, I'm assuming you have Fox for player of the year as uh, clutch player of the year as well? Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. All right. I have uh, Fox as mine. In second place, I had DeMar uh, DeRozan. And then PJ Washington of uh, the Charlotte Hornets as uh, number uh, three. I had, uh, I had DeRozan as number three, and I gave a nod to. Uh, to Jimmy Heat culture. I, I had Monty Williams. Yeah, uh, Boulet. <laughs> Monty Williams. All right. And the last award that we're going to talk about Defensive Player of the Year. Sandy, who you My got third, third place for Defensive Player, player of, the year? of the Year? Is Jaron Jackson Jr. Nice. Baldy. I also had Jaron Jackson Jr. I have Brooke Lopez. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. as number two. Who do you guys got? Brookie Lopez. All right, and final one that I uh, final one that I have my defensive player of the year. OG motherfucking Ananobi. Brooke Lopez. Who do you guys got? At uh, Evan Mobley. All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the uh, the Raptors didn't have a great season, but in uh, in great news, uh, the Raptors' uh, defense uh, ended up finishing almost top ten in the league, and it's almost entirely due to OG Ananobi. His point of attack uh, defense is amazing. His ability to shut down the top players on every roster in the league is amazing. Uh, OG Ananobi, my defensive player of the year. Sleep tight. Good night. And farewell. All right. Uh, do you guys have any other things that you want to say about the this awards really or the season, season in general? Um, it's <laughs> it's the review. No, of the that's season. enough. Actually, like, I, I think yeah. that's enough. Thank you for thank you for sharing that, with Sandy. Like, Baldy, any thoughts? It's like, what are your what are your thoughts on the season? A real Pretty good. Of an there, <laughs> it was a really good season. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommended. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I watched more basketball this year than previous years, uh, although that's not saying much because I watched one full game. <laughs> so you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it was it was something. <laughs> All right, and uh, and that'll lead us to our last uh, topic of the day: Sandy soccer <clears throat> seconds. Sandy, take it away. Barcelona. Yeah, go ahead, Sandy. Baldy soccer, <laughs> Baldy soccer. Bar- oh my god, my, my day, my day, like and time. Barcelona. Uh, Baldy soccer seconds. Take it away, Barcelona. <laughs> Bar- Jesus Christ! <laughs> Just, <laughs> All right, it's time for our favorite segment: Lufa's movie review. Take it away, Louie. All right, yeah. So, Sandy, you got anything to say, or Baldy, you have anything to say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a it's train wreck to end this. <laughs> uh, Just no. fucking save me, please. 
so oh, we're talking about the and time. That's the U.S. Game. women's national team. You bastard. Mallory Swanson tore her left patella tendon. She's out for the the World Cup, which starts in uh, what July, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so that sucks. Their their striker going down at you know right ahead of that, but that's all I got because the Premier League sucks and nobody should watch it. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard everybody. I was going to keep talking over him there, wreck. but I felt like an asshole, so I stopped. all right well uh thank you everybody for tuning back into the full court press podcast uh my name's lufa i was joined by sandy uh, sandy baldy and not duke uh if you'd like you can leave us a voicemail at 724 fu fools at 724-383-6657 follow us at on twitter at f court press and topic suggestions can be sent to hashtag fcp rundown everybody say goodbye How funny would you can also text that number right now uh so it was just looking into this and i saw that you know uh Goldbear actually wasn't very good when the, they were playing and then the team ended up winning after he left <laughs> jason kidd coach of the year pretty good don't, <laughs> don't call me sandy it's all gonna be okay fuck all right you. see you sandy call you everybody Bobby. peace out <laughs> <laughs> so this guy he's on the subway right and uh i guess it was uh holy uh which is a an indian po- holiday where like they dress all in white and then they throw dye at each other it's like the festival of oh yeah, or yeah, something yeah. Like that. um so it's like this powdered dye that they throw at each other and they're all co- uh, they're all covered in various colors and um, you know, I guess two people had attended the that local uh, holy uh, celebration, and they were just covered from head to toe in colors, and they were sitting down on the subway. Um, and then they got up, and obviously, you know, the, uh, these two people uh, they they were Indian. Uh, not that you have to be Indian to participate are, are in the, the festivities, um, but. Well, I mean, at that period of time, I, I, however they choose to self-identify moving forward is unknown to me. Um, just at this snapshot, they were Indian and covered in a bunch of dye. And, and when they got up, they left a residue of colors on the uh, on the seat. Then a lady gets onto the a lady, a lady gets on the subway, and this guy, you know, he he's he's from the kindness of his heart, he wants to warn that lady, don't sit there because you're going to get covered in dye. So what he announces in front of everybody on the subway is, don't sit there, colored people were there. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes. <laughs> That's where the colored people were sitting. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's <laughs>